what we really don't know is what's it going to take to motivate. And uh, security is definitely something, there's no question there. You know, people are giving that away for free in order to get a free free application. Absolutely. You know, but at some point when you're putting in a door lock and you're thinking security, you do tend to worry about, okay, how can someone get into my door? They may not be worried about TikTok, but they're going to worry about their, their door lock. They should so. be worried about both. Which would you prefer? Both. 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 Both is good. Residential Systems says Resi Marshall is a real market, and they point to the CI Expo as example of that. Also, Google and other IoT manufacturers get together to make a secure certification. All that and more next on Resi Week. This is Resi Week, episode 405, recorded Monday, November 13th, 2023. Certified Secure. This is Resi Week, the weekly look at the residential side of the AV industry. My name is Tim Mulberry. I am your host. No, I do not look, nor do I sound like Matt Scott. I actually have more hair and I have a deeper voice. So with that in there, first and foremost, intergalactic AV specialist Mitch Klein. Welcome, sir. Hey, I'm glad to be here. And no, you also said better looking. I didn't say better looking. You did. And I'll take it. Um, I'm adding that okay. to the to the <laughs> that will work as well. Uh, that cackle you hear is birthday boy Joe Whitaker. How are you, sir? He's from Origin Acoustics. Doing well, doing well. Glad to be back on the show. It's been a little while. It has. All right. And last but not least, a young man I got to meet uh, in his first CDA, and I have been fantastically enamored by him ever since. Alex Capasalatro, of course, from Josh AI. Welcome, sir. Thanks. It's great to be here. Awesome. Good to see you. First article we have is from our friends over at CE Pro. Google and other IoT manufacturers are looking to create a baseline for cybersecurity standards. Uh, the article goes on to talk about in a joint statement, quote unquote, the Singapore International uh, from Singapore International Cyber Week. Um, companies uh, say that the progress was made on connected uh, device security, including a set of proposed principles for consumer IoT security transparency. Mr. Klein, I'm going to start with you, mainly because you and I have chatted about this both on the record and not off the record, but we weren't recording when we talked about it. The government, the U.S. government has tried for a number of years to put this out there, right? I, I think, in fact, they, they want to put a little sticker on certain devices saying, this sucker is secure, which is all fine and good until the people that are smarter than me uh, that also are bad actors do, do something to circumvent that. Mitch, when we look at this, you know, what sort of um, security should the consumers feel in something like this when it's industry people and not necessarily government? You know, actually, it's both. And the, what okay. you're talking about is the cyber trust mark, which they're comparing to, you know, the so-called, quote, good housekeeping seal or, you know, dentist recommend or whatever you want to call it. Um I must commend the U.S. government for a change in doing it the right way. They're not edicting how. They're just saying we want to do it, and they brought in experts. I also give them kudos because they're not just bringing in the big players, you know, the Apple and, and Amazons. They're bringing in everyone who wants to have a voice into this, and that includes organizations like the uh, CTA, the CSA, and all other types of alliance, Wi-Fi alliance, Bluetooth alliance, and of course, I've been on groups, all of those groups. So I give them a lot of credit. Uh, the challenge is way deeper than just putting a mark on there. Because once you put the mark on it, and we've now, you know, uh, let's just say that we were certified for 
this level of cybersecurity. Well, we have to update that next year. So does that mean now we have to change the mark every year? And worse yet, and Alex can speak to this too, as a manufacturer of products, that means that your product is never done because you're constantly having to provide updates, right? Over the air updates are a thing. Uh, you have to stay one step ahead of, of the, the, the black hats, if you will. And the only way to do that is to always be one step behind, but pushing the, push, pushing the envelope. And I would love to see how it is we're going to figure out a revenue model that will enable the manufacturer to deliver a product and make money on it long term, not just the revenue from cost up, but you know, you're constantly having to update the security and provide OTAs. But, but all that said, and the challenges in place, thank goodness we're doing this because it's a great thing. And it seems as though there is alignment from virtually every aspect of, uh, of devices, not just residential and consumer, but also in the corporate side, smart cities, et cetera. So anyway, it's a good thing. Yay. All right, Alex, same kind of question here is, is as somebody who, whose devices do go into homes, what are your thoughts on creating a security standard? I'm always for standards like this, but I'm also going to be a little bit, you know, paused in my comments because they often don't matter. People often don't really care. Consumers might not care. And I'm just thinking back, you know, I love the fact that Google is the main company named on the headline of this article. And yet, do you guys remember a couple of years ago, Google got caught hiding microphones in products that didn't have microphones. And there was a whole press scandal about they were actively listening in, or at least they had the ability and it seemed to suggest with network traffic that data was flowing. And so, look, I love the idea. This at the end of the day, if it moves forward is likely gonna be a recommended label, not a required label. I think consumers probably will still buy based on price and feature. And so if you have equivalent products, one has this, the other one doesn't, but the features are similar and one's half the price, I think a lot of consumers will go for that. This is where I think the professional industry can make a difference. I think organizations like Cedia, if we said that we're going to require that our manufacturer members do these types of things in order for us to be able to recommend that our pro installers are putting in the best products, then it might start to matter. And so I'm never really that excited about consumers making the decision, but I think having pro trades and organizations really kind of stepping in, I, I think this is a case where Cedia and Avixa and other groups like that could actually make an impact. That's where I start to think this is interesting because look, at the end of the day, this is a real risk. It's only getting bigger. And if we don't figure out how to incentivize manufacturers with what's in the best interest of the consumer, we will have problems. So you're saying, you're suggesting creating a push through the manufacturers and the installers as, a, as opposed to creating a pull from the consumer saying, hey, I want this. All of the above is great. I just don't think consumers care. Okay. Mr. Whitaker, you are the closest person to an end user from all the rest of us, right? Um, before joining Origin Acoustics, you of course had your own um, place in St. Louis. Uh, you dealt with with customers on a daily and weekly basis. How big of a deal is this? Oh man, um, honestly, it's not. But I, I have my own spin on it, right? So this has been tried before, right? And it's the same companies that tried to make a you know, as as trying to make a universal communication standard within IoT and um, smart home devices. It's, it's the same guys, right? It's the same guys from Thread and Weave and 
whatever they come up with next. Um, but this one is different for two reasons. Two are bad, one is good. The first bad one is this is going to be a government uh, label, which that means that's a new tax on product, by the way, that the government gets money from. So we're going to call out that bad one right now. Thank you, government, for saying you'll make a sticker. How much am I at Origin Acoustics going to have to pay to be able to use that licensed government sticker? So that's my number one. My number two is the other bad part of it is um, uh, the, the the proposition of it. So this is a this is for consumer devices. Do I believe it should also be on something um, to actually make it mean something like a Josh product or a Crestron product or you know a, a Wim a Sonos and the list goes on and on and on. Do I think it should be all the way across the board? Yes. The scary thing is the integrators or the professionals that are putting these type of devices in the home or getting it from the consumer and the consumer going, can you add this to my system? The two organizations that lead that both on the commercial front and the residential front have not been contacted. Ooh, red flag to me, right? So this is totally consumer face because neither of VIX or Cedia, to my knowledge has been contacted. So they don't care. The last big part of this is something that I've said for years in technology council meetings, in CDS strategy meetings, in all of that, is every time the word security comes up, privacy comes up, I'm like, why, dude, why? Do you have Facebook? Do you have Twitter? Do you use um, Amazon Prime? You've already given away your address, what your kids like to eat, what you drive, what you like to eat, what kind of music. They already have you targeted, dude. They've got your credit card numbers here. They might have your scotch. It's already gone. Once you signed up for that 10 years ago, I do not believe there's a way back. They already have all the pertinent information for you to target everything from the year that they're going to send me an AARP card. Like they've already got it all. Like, why do we even care at this point? We, you know, the government and everybody else, they already have all the information. Why is security even important anymore? Um, until they issue people new birth dates and social security numbers. I do not believe it matters. And I'll just throw in the reason that I think it matters is it's not just about security of information. It's about access. Who can control my locks, my garage doors, turn on my thermostat, create a dangerous environment? I think there are a lot of products that are already doing really bad things in terms of opening up access to bad players. And they're very simple things to do. For example, if you can assign in, let's say, the Josh system, but it could be Savant, Control 4, Crestron, whatever. If you can assign an admin that gets a notification anytime someone accesses that home from an IP address that's not in the home, that they get an alert, no different than when you log into Google from a different device. They alert you saying, you know, there was someone logging in, you know, do you trust this? If we did simple things like that, we would at least know that the, you know, angry ex-girlfriend is, you know, accessing this from, you know, half a country away and shut down that access. I do think there are easy things we can do. I don't know if this addresses that. So let me just throw a couple of thoughts out there. First of all, CEDIA has been involved. Uh, the Government Affairs uh, Group just put out a statement, I should say, for final approval. Um, the government has made it pretty clear that they want everyone's input and they can't possibly know everyone to reach out to. But CEDIA has been aware of this and uh, has participated in it. As far as a tax, um, there will definitely be a cost associated, but that's going to be on the certification side. Who's going to do the certification? I agree that uh, more likely than not, there'll be independent houses that are currently doing certifications. And when you're building your product and putting it out into the marketplace, 
you're generally putting it through a certification. If you're using a, let's say a standard, whether it be, um, whether it's the new matter standard or Z-Wave or, or Wi-Fi or what have you, you're going into certification anyway. So yes, I would see some added costs to that. There's still gonna be added costs for attestation and other aspects of it. And from my perspective, whether or not it's a permanent solve, it raises the awareness and we will let the market decide. Let the market decide who wants what, but it's really important to being to addressing this. Alex, you're right, we could do a simple thing like get a notification and I'm sure that could be hacked in 20 minutes. So again, it's just like, okay, at what point, where do we start, where do we stop? And that's why I like teed that up perfectly, Tim, for both these guys, yeah. right? I teed it up because Alex just hit the nail on the head with our both our Vixa and Cedia members, both of them. It all starts at the network. You create a private VLAN that only has internet access for IoT devices, and guess what? It can't touch my computer now. Like, those are the things that our professionals do and would alleviate the, even the need for this, right? At least in the professionally installed home. It all starts at the network. So that's why I teed that up for you guys, because you guys know those answers. Okay, so let me ask that. Is this then more... And this is a term that, that Mitch taught me years ago. Is this more for the do it with me crowd where they're going to go to a big box store and buy a thermostat and get halfway through it and have wires hanging out of the wall and suddenly realize, holy crap, I can't finish this because I don't know what the blue wire does and nor do I know what the white wire does. But I got a sticker on it that says it's secure. So regardless of who finishes this job, it's secure or is this, is this, you know, are, are we tilted at windmills? Uh, this, this is for everybody. You know, it, you look at any of the surveys done, whether it be parks associates or any others that are doing them. And we all, everyone agrees that that hockey stick growth has not occurred. Um, some are dismayed by it. Others like myself are not surprised one bit by it. Uh, what we really don't know is what's it going to take to motivate. And uh, security is definitely something, and privacy, Joe, as you bring it up, there's no question there. You know, people are giving that away for free in order to get a free free application, absolutely. You know, but at some point, when you're putting in a door lock and you're thinking security, you do tend to worry about, okay, how can someone get into my door? They may not be worried about TikTok, but they're going to worry about their, their door they locks. They should be worried about both. And, and the, the last addition I'll add to that is the common thought that they're not thinking about, especially when this is being done with a multi-manufacturer and governmental involvement is if this device is secure and this device is not secure, If I, even though I have the secure one in, once I put this non-secure one in, guess what? It's all now not secure. So there's the big thought. This has to be yeah. treated globally, not device independent, or else it blows the whole idea. All right. Next story comes to us from our friends over at Residential Systems. The inaugural Commercial Integrated Expo co-located with CD Expo showcased the latest audiovisual and IT solutions for the expanding quote unquote residential sector. If you have followed me on social or anywhere else, you'll notice that you'll know that I believe in this market and I am a huge fan of this article. Exhibitors unveiled products catering to home offices, boutique hotels, and flexible workspaces, needing robust yet affordable technologies. Networking companies like Luxel and Netgear displayed new switchers and routers optimized for remote working and video distribution. There's a number of products on the show floor at CDA in Denver this year. A couple of them, Unified Communications or you know, UCC, AV Networking, of course. 
The article mentions digital digital signage. I don't entirely agree with that, but I'm happy for you three to tell me I'm wrong. Uh, work from home, work from anywhere, uh, which is a, a phrase that I, I I prefer over work from home. And then, of course, control. Alex, we'll start with you on this. Uh, obviously, Josh AI was an exhibitor at CEDIA this year. When you look at this article and they tout the benefits of Resi Marshall, again, which I am a huge believer in, and Mitchell, I'm going to have you grab the article I wrote about Resi Marshall back in September and, and, and post it on this episode's page. It, it, when you see this, how big of a factor is this middle market, this middle area where resi, residential CDM members are doing commercial work or commercial dealers are looking at the CDS slash CI Expo as another opportunity to get hands-on products? Yeah, so I think there are two different answers to the question. The first answer is it's a big, important market that a lot of our partners or dealers and customers that we work with are focused on. That being said, it was a non-existent part of the Cedia Expo for me. Maybe we were just slammed in our booth. Maybe I just didn't hear a lot of chatter. But, you know, first year, they're trying to compete with Avixa, you know, trying to do a little bit of the IEC stuff. I don't know. For me, it, it basically didn't even take place. So, yes, I think it's a big market. Yes, I think it's something that every manufacturer needs to be aware of, needs to be thinking about. A lot of dealers we work with, it's, you know, a good chunk of their business, if not the majority of their business. Um, that being said, do we need another show? I'll leave that up to you guys to answer. I don't know. All right. Mr. Whitaker, uh, not only are you headlining and spearheading the commercial side of Origin Acoustics, right? So here's a manufacturer who's doing both sides. But again, in your previous job, uh, Thoughtful Home didn't just do homes, right? Here, uh, Joe's based in St. Louis in my, in my backyard. He did a number of offices. He did a number of restaurants, some of the one of the best, if not the best, barbecue joint in St. Louis, in my not-so-humble opinion. It's a place called Sugar Fire, kind of commercial. I'm just saying, if you ever make it to St. Louis, go to Sugar Fire. Um, so where do you see the residential market? Well, you know, I'm not entirely sure, um, you know, and I'm playing. Um, that product happens to be one of the one of the eye-openers for all of those who have any doubts uh, building enterprise-grade equipment that can be used in residential and commercial and have profiles for NVX and NAX and QSIS and right. It's it products are now bleeding both edges a hundred percent. And you bring up the old company name. I mean, we had to change it to thoughtful integrations because our percentage of commercial work went above our residential work. Uh, so it's, it's pretty obvious out there that that change, that uh, confluence, if you'd call it, has been building and has been happening. Um, but there's multiple reasons, you know, those call them residential spaces, but those commercial spaces that need to now have a residential feeling and warmth and design and invitingness, um, it, it's a chasm that both can, both can grasp, right? And then you go into uh, ultra luxury residential. Those require networks that are a lot more um, than what the typical residential integrator can handle because these are, you know, enterprise networks with, you know, uh, VLANs of VPNs to offices and we're dealing with um, information that it falls under HIPAA regulations. I mean, the list goes on and on. Do I believe in it? Well, of course I did. I do. You know, that's, that's kind of the next transition. Now to the show, I will 
kind of agree with Alex that yes, parts of that show may be a blip. Um, and it, and it moved so fast when we brought out origin pro that we kept it inside our, our regular booth instead of doing a second, but the eye opener was, and Alex might've not noticed it when I had some of the biggest, um, commercial distributors coming to the booth to talk to me. When I had Mark Coxon from AVISPL stop by the booth and talk to me, um, that is an eye opener. Um, you know, when I had some of the, the biggest names in the commercial market stopping by to talk on the CEDIA floor, yes, of course, there was a part of the floor that was CIX, but still, they were there. Yeah. Do we need another trade show? That also is a question I can't answer, but do we need an American version of something like ISE is? One stop where you can go see booth, see everything. You can see both, however your business operates. Absolutely, we need that. Um, at ISE, it totally proved that. One of the largest shows on the planet that is all about technology, both residential and commercial. The answer's been there forever. Yes, we need it. 20 years. I mean, come on. Um, it is the largest revenue generator for a show of that type. Yes, but it's all the way over there. Is there room for one here? Absolutely. Do I think it's been talked about before? Yeah, yeah, maybe it has. Maybe it has not. I don't know. But there's no maybe. It has been talked about. <laughs> I, I mean, there, here's the thing, and, I, and I'm not spelling any tea. I'm basing it on understanding certain businesses and understanding how how folks look. You see something that's successful, you have to say, "Can we do this? Can we make money doing this?" Right. You look at the success of ISE, somebody, I don't care who it was. I don't know if it was Emerald. I don't know if it was Avixa and CD. I don't know who it was. Somebody sat down and go, can we do that? And it obviously, until this past year, the answer was no. Right now, what what the reason for that no was, I have no idea. Yeah, there's a history behind that. Yes, there is. At Liberty, you talk about it. Me neither. Uh, Mitch, same question to you here. What, what, when you see the term resi, resi Marshall being banted around, what is your initial reaction? And what, what, where do you see this, this market that some people say doesn't exist and other people like me says a hundred percent exists? Well, first off the show, I didn't realize there was CI there. Okay. I mean, I was at the show. So other than that, they, there was what one, uh, lecture area. Mm-hmm. I think that was about it, but, um, Resi Marshall has been a thing long before Resi and Marshall ever put together. I mean, I think back, and again, I know I'm dating myself, but why not? You know, think back when I had my uh, my, my installation company and we were using products from uh, AMX, remember them? And AutoPatch, remember those guys? You know, and, and putting these things together because they were able to achieve performance results and reliabilities that you couldn't get from consumer products. No one called it Resi Marshall. And then you started doing that kind of work. And you did the CEO's home, and his question is, and why the hell doesn't my conference room work as well? And so then you got the conference room job. So this has been going on long before there was a name attached to it. The fact that there's a name attached to it maybe gives it a little bit more credibility, if you will, if there's such a thing. Uh, And guys like Joe recognize that you can't call yourself home something uh, because you're going to get those types of jobs. And the beauty is having a mix whereby you do your residential job with scope creep and time delays and all, all the other crap that goes along with it. And you mix them in with some commercial or resi-mercial jobs, whereby timelines are fixed, scope is established up front, you get in, you do your job, you get out. 
this is why commercial guys don't like residential projects. Residential guys love commercial projects because of that too. So residential, absolutely, it's important. Uh, the technologies that used to be developed on the commercial side, uh, now commercial seems to be more of a follower than a leader. I'll give the exception, obviously, when we talk about network devices. But in terms of control devices, end user devices, it seems like the technology leaps are being made on the residential side. So the mix is essential, and I'll leave it at that. Gentlemen, that'll be a good place to stop. Mr. Whitaker, thank you, sir. How do people connect with you? Oh, you can always, you know, I love emails. Just email me, uh, joe at originacoustics.com. You can find me at, on all the socials at uh, the real Joe Whitaker. And of course, visit originacoustics.com and originpro.com. Yeah, very good. Mr. Capasalacho, thank you, sir. Uh, how do people connect with you or Josh AI? Very similar. Website's josh.ai. Happy to take emails, alex at josh.ai. Also find me on LinkedIn and all the socials. All right, very good. Mr. Klein, I believe that you are the first uh, CDA Lifetime Achievement Award winner on our our, our humble podcast, so thank you, sir. Um, uh, but how do people connect with you? You know, easy email, mitchkline at me.com, Mitch, K-L-E-I-N. Mitch Klein at me.com. Email. Right. Happy to respond. Very good. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't follow me anywhere because I'm boring. Uh, but go by the website, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. Uh, Matt should be back next week. Uh, so you can check out that episode. Also, AV Week uh, and the uh, State of Control, uh, EdTech, and a Women in AV. So all that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Hello, this is Steve Greenblatt, host of AV Nation's Estate of Control podcast. Each month, Rich Fergoza and I explore trending topics, foundational subject matter related to control programming and automation in the audiovisual industry. We speak with a variety of AV professionals who share their perspective, knowledge, and experiences. Please join us for this monthly conversation. Check out A State of Control on avnation.tv or wherever you get your podcasts.